the All the Book Show recorded live at the David A. Howe Public Library. You forgot the other 200 episodes. <laughs> oh, I said 31. Hmm. <laughs> we just talked about this. Yeah, all right. All Welcome right. to episode 231 of the All the Book Show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. Sometimes we talk awards. That's literary news. It's award season, baby. That's Nick Gunning. <laughs> Hi there. And this is Eric Mickles. Hi. And uh, here of her own free will. Yes. yes Kate of Miller. <laughs> you know, the more you you say that, yeah, I think the more people are wondering, like, is Kate being held here against her will? Not held here. Is no, this a just, hostage situation? Just compelled. Just compelled yeah. by yeah. the confines of her job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be talking about the Youth Media. You know what movie today? I never saw? Tell me. The Negotiator. And now I don't know that if I can. Is that Denzel Washington? Sam Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Oh. What, I'm thinking of The Equalizer. Yeah. Is that Denzel Washington? That is Denzel okay. Washington. They're making a new show starring Queen Latifah of The uh-huh. Equalizer. But that's not about this. So what, what were you saying? Nothing. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Youth Media Awards. Last year, Eric and I were there in person. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. No. This, this year we're right this here. This a real come down. With you reading it. Yeah. It was an early morning. Do you remember that? Last year the, the midwinter thing was in Seattle and it was, it was very early Is morning. it long enough that I can... No, you know what? Never mind. I had a great time. Were you going to say how, how overly excited people oh, were on were? Yeah. You two read the <laughs> winners and i will act like every other person at the it really ceremony. was funny i mean it was like they they would say oh and here's here's a here's an honor book <laughs> that's pretty much what it was like mainly because that's the only person who read it yeah so yeah, you be. have to just root for the one wow. book that yeah wow sorry all right no I, this is totally for everybody youth media awards coming up oh, down the pike up. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Grammys, but only a tiny little bit, and maybe a little bit about the It Picard, is Grandparents' Day, so that makes sense That's true. to talk about the Grammys. All right. <laughs> Let's dive right into the bookmark. Why don't you tell us what you've been reading lately? Okay. Um, I actually just finished you know what? This will look the... Holly Black series. The not High King. The Witch King. Um, no, the Wicked King. The Wicked King. This is like Holly Black who wrote like Spiderwick Chronicles. Yes. And, okay. Yes, same Holly Black. Um that one was on the Goodreads choice list for That's the young right. adult fantasy. Yeah. So I read that one in like two weeks, which is fast for me. I know Eric's going to laugh at that. But that what? one was Why? quite quick for me. Well you read a book in like a day. I do not. And I can't I can't do that. I'm a slow reader. So I finished that one in just a couple of weeks, and I picked up The Queen of Nothing, which is the third and final book in that series, and just finished that one today, actually. Do you remember, what's the one that you and I are doing for a book club later this year? Um, Margaret Rogerson. I don't remember what it's called. Sorcery of Thorns? Sorcery of Thorns, that's it. Kate and I are doing a YA fantasy book club later in the year, so you can join us for that. You're a fan of the, uh... My invite got lost. I, you chose a different book, remember that? Yeah, I, I didn't realize, realize when I read it. I didn't realize it was the YA book. Oh, now okay. I know which one you're talking about. All right. Um, so, were you a fan of this Holly Black series? Was I really liked that one. Okay. Yeah, but it's my my whole niche. It's I've got the fantasy. Mm-hmm. I've got a strong female lead. A mm-hmm. little bit of romance. That's any, it. Yep, those are like my boxes. Are you excited about this Suzanne Collins Hunger Game prequel? Situation. No, no one is. It's a book, right? Is it a book? Yeah. I guess Donald Sutherland is, because maybe he gets to do the frame story yeah, he'll do for the movie. Keeper Sutherland. Keep, yeah. The Keeper doing it. I remember. probably read it. So, okay, so it's it's set when President Snow 
played by Donald Sutherland in the movies, is like a teenager. I guess yeah. so. It's like a young... What is this coming out? Why would you want that? It's... I don't know. It's so stupid. It's so tone deaf. It feels like how Disney is also trying to make every one of their villains relatable and cool. And yeah. just like, at what point... I, okay, cool. Maleficent is a misunderstood yeah. person. I guess it's okay to roofy pe- people and surround their family with thorns. <laughs> Congratulations, Maleficent. You're, under, you're understandable. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just the like same thing with the stupid uh, Joker. No, Joker, yes, the, the Joker, Joker movie, thing, yeah. but also the uh, Cruella Deville. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sure she has her own backstory. It doesn't matter. She wants to skin puppies. Yeah. it doesn't matter if she had a hard time making friends. You still don't skin puppies. I, I moved around a lot as a kid. You never skinned a puppy. I, I didn't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, the Ballad of Songbirds <sighs> and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, the prequel following uh, Snow, is coming out May 19th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Who's going to read it? Hey, guess what? I will. You're going to read it? I'll, I'll read it. I will probably read I it, too. I liked The Hunger Games. I loved The Hunger Games. So, I don't know why yeah, she no. would choose President Snow to follow. I mean, no. like, like Prim and Katniss's yeah. mother, maybe. Right. Yeah. That would have yeah. been something I've been like, oh. Or, I mean, why a prequel? Why not just write, do like 20 years down the road? Yeah. Nobody There's likes, so much nobody likes a prequel. Nobody That's likes true. a prequel. Yeah. So... Yeah. Hey, know. guess what? What? Jafar's dad wasn't around. Really? So it's okay. Well, it kind of makes sense then. Yeah. He's going to turn into a snake. And yeah. <laughs> to, you know, all that makes yeah. sense. All, all right, so I guess technically it. that was book news, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, so Holly Black books. Yes. What are you on now? Um, I picked up another Holly Black book, The okay. Iron Trial. Right. I liked it. I liked yeah. her stuff, so I thought I'd give another one I don't know try. why I laughed. Did I ask you if you read Spiderwick? Did you read Spiderwick? Uh, I did. I read the them day? with Lily a few mm-hmm. years ago. We mm-hmm. read through them all. They, they were fun. Nothing I honestly I can't like, remember why I read them. I think I read them in the wake of, like, Lemony Snicket. Like, I loved mm. those books, and I was yeah. trying to find something else. Those no, didn't quite do it, but no. I did like them. They were, they were I liked good, them. Yeah. 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 Movie's good. I like the movie. Did you ever I watch that? I don't know if we've ever seen the movie. There's, there's an audiobook that takes all five of the originals, and it's read by Mark Hamill. Oh. Who plays the Joker. At, yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. Uh, let's yeah. see. What about you? What have you been reading? Who are you talking to? Eric Mickles. For the listener. You Eric to, Mickles. Yeah. Uh, what have I been reading? Mm, what did I finish since we talked? That's uh, a, I don't know. Yeah. I did, okay. So I read Jurassic Park Dangerous Games by Greg Bear. Finally. Kate, there are, there are several Jurassic Park graphic novels, and Eric had never read one up until now. Isn't How is that, that possible? Does that not blow your mind? I don't just not, it's like libraries don't have them. Worlds. They're not supposed Park to be that good, so I'm not going to buy them. I don't know. Interesting. The point is, this graphic novel wasn't that good. Okay. There was a late. There was a lady on the island who had like raised the raptors for birth, so now she could communicate with them. Which I guess isn't out in the movies, but it just seems like, I don't know, because they're like birds, so they imprint her on her. Anyways, this this undercover cop is investigating this cartel. Wow. He gets, but the cartel has bought Isla okay. Nubla, and so now he's like lost on the island. So it's trying to be like the most dangerous game, but it's not. Hmm. I don't know. It's fine. It was four issues, or maybe it was longer. Are you going to read others? Our yeah, friends, I'll read others. Our friend Steve Englehart, who we interviewed on the podcast uh, months back. Yeah, those are so. even harder to get a hold of, know, the original yeah. ones. I don't know if it's because they were under Marvel for a little bit. Uh, I read, I'm still reading some X-Men stuff, obviously. Yeah. Like, I read Weapon X. I read Generation X, which is, uh, it's only two volumes. It, the first volume was real bad. Mm-hmm. The second volume was good, but it's the same writer. So I don't know what happened. Weird. She just, just more focus in the he second found his one. Roof. Uh... She, uh... Did you say Shi'ar? You're reading about the No, Shi'ar? there's no Shi'ar in this one. Oh, okay. Um, 
the Generation X actual class was in it more. Quentin Quire was in the first volume and it was like the most obnoxious he's ever been. And he's supposed to be obnoxious, but it was obnoxious where even the reader just wants to be like, this is too, too much. Uh, so the second volume was better. Uh, I've been reading Stormwatch by Warren Ellis. He's kind of a crazy man, right? Sometimes. He wrote <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the, the book I like. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. Hold on. Comic book? Or yeah, no, the one about the newspaper is writer. the authority? No, yes, but you're you're jumping. Okay, I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, it's the, Planetary. No, the other one. <laughs> Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan. Good Lord. He wrote Transmetropolitan and lots of other stuff. Anyway, yeah. Stormwatch was like one of those, during those like image books era, so like Jim Lee was part of the creating force of it. Warren Ellis took it over in thir- issue 37 and just started doing his own thing. And I have been loving it. It's oh. so good. I finished volume one. I'm on volume two. It's just so good. It's like a mix of like the crazy Silver Age stuff with the Ooh. 90s tone, okay. but also Warren Ellis just doing his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Stormwatch becomes the authority, okay. which then like you can just see ripples of throughout like the industry for so long because of uh, Brian Hitch's art. So then it has that widescreen storytelling, like the Mark Millar's. Uh, the Ultimates was compared to The Authority a lot. Okay. So I actually picked up The Authority Volume 1 first to read. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, what, should I read Stormwatch? And so I did. Here you are. I read XCOM 2 Resurrection by Greg Keyes. Did oh, yeah. you know who Greg Keyes was? Did we talk about, you read something by no, him, or were we talking I, the other guy? No, I do know Greg Keyes. I don't okay. remember what I read by him, but... Anyway, this is the book that's based on the video game XCOM 2. Yeah. You're it's very t- excited about these. Yeah, I was telling the story between XCOM 1 and 2. Uh, it's fine. They're... they're <laughs> The, the two scientist the characters, the engineer and the uh, researcher from XCOM 1 aren't in the second game, so okay. it tells you why they're not there. Got it. Um, and some other stuff. But, I don't know, the action was not super compelling, and I guess it's a turn-based action game, so maybe that's it. That makes sense. But <laughs> the only thing I've read by Greg Keyes is the novelization <laughs> of Interstellar. But huh. I loved it. it yeah, really you did good, love it. So. At the at this moment, I'm reading "I Am Still Alive" by Kate Alice Marshall. Okay, uh, which is a girl. We featured that as a sexy new book. Yeah, gets lost in their uh, yes. gets lost in the woods after. I, I haven't gotten up to the part why her dad isn't there. Okay, I think he's dead. Oh no, we'll find out. Uh, she has a dog, a big like wolf dog with her, mm-hmm. so that's nice. He seems really uh, good. He seems okay. like a good boy. Uh, and then I also picked up uh, Tahanu, which is the fourth book of the Earth Sea. Cycle, the Earthsea oh, books by Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah. Uh, you were reading those a long time ago, weren't you? Yeah, I, f- I finally got to the fourth. The reason I picked up the first one was because this fourth one won the Nebula. Oh. But that's I ended up loving the first one. You did your diligence right there. Yeah. That's like how you got to watch uh, different strokes before you watch Facts of Life to understand Mrs. Garrett's trajectory. Right? I guess. Same kind of thing? Uh, maybe. Okay. You mm. a Facts of Life fan? Kate? No. Anyway, so I'm excited to read. I'm excited to read Tahanu. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been reading. I watched uh, Dark Star, John Carpenter's sci-fi film. I didn't realize it was a comedy until mm-hmm. 20 minutes in, mm-hmm. and then I kind of understood it more. Okay. It's different. It's a All different right. film. Interesting. <laughs> Tell you. All right. That's it. Well, let's see. What have I been up to? Uh, you know how I like to beat up on James Patterson every now and then? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I, <laughs> I read Mary Mary, which is a... I think it's maybe book 10 or 11 of just the straight-up Alex Cross series, so actually written by James Patterson. And the thing about Alex Cross is the character is really interesting, but more and more the, like, murdery plots that he's in just don't serve him well. Like, it's sort of like 
here's the Alex Cross story. We need him to be working on a case, so here's the dumb case. And that's mm-hmm. what this one was like. Hmm. Just didn't really... It had some good twists, but I, I don't think it was one of the better ones in the series. I read a couple of graphic novels, including including some Green, uh, green Arrow, because we're, uh, we're boning up on Green Arrow for our Green Arrow Spotlight next week. Are you excited about this? To talk mm-hmm. Green Arrow? Yeah. You are? Okay. He's certainly one of the most red characters I have in my repertoire. Is he really? No. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Has he been in X-Men? No. Well... So I've, I've been sort of revisiting some of the things that I read as like single issues as a kid. So I read uh, Mike W. Barr's Green Lantern miniseries, the first Green Green Lantern, I'm sorry, Green Arrow miniseries, which is mm-hmm. it's pretty decent. It's a it's a good start for the character. Save it for next week. And then I've been reading the uh, Green Lantern Green Arrow team up book that Denny O'Neill wrote like in the 70s. Yeah. And that's a that's a weird book because the the goal is like let's make these two both of these characters kind of street level dealing with like the environment and like mm-hmm. drugs and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's really interesting when it does that, but then it does these like trippy fantastical stories, and those really fall flat. Yeah. So that's the one where Green Arrow's uh, sidekick Speedy is a junkie. I, spoiler: I haven't got to that issue yet. Oh, you've seen, you've seen. I know. <laughs> I also read Last Night on Earth by Scott Patterson and Greg Capullo. Um, not a fan. Didn't like it. Mm. This is the final Batman story. Oh well, by uh, Scott Snyder and Greg uh. Capullo. And it's oh, just this is not, the Green Lantern thingy. Yeah, it's not though. It's not Green Lantern's not involved. Don't spoil it for me. Would you get a copy? Sorry, I, I one of the one of the trustees lent it to me. It's out. It's a Batman. Oh, single thing. issue. Yeah, I got. Oh, so I, got the three I was going to trade format. Um, what? Who? Is, why is why is this man giving you yeah. the Batman comics that you could care less about? Batman. I do. I, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I love Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's named Nightwing. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, I didn't like this, so I'll see what see what you think about it. It's kind of a it's it's set in the future. It's very I don't know I don't know. I would rather just read Batman Year One Hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one or the other. People. I'm currently reading uh, Family Tree by Susan Wiggs. As you guys know, Susan Wiggs is going to be coming to the library for a visit for National Library Week towards the end of April. So I've been reading some of her things. Um, I'm also reading a couple of Star Trek books, including The Enterprise War, which is the latest Star Trek Discovery book. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm on now. Watched Enterprise a movie. Okay. I watched Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Didn't like it. Um, wasn't, wasn't very good. This is part of the uh, DC animated movies. It's just we've seen Wonder Woman's origin too many times. This didn't really add anything. And I don't like Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman. So huh? that's it. Harsh. That's it for Heavy me. Critique. Anything Have you else? enjoyed anything lately? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what? I finished season two of Titans, DC's oh, Titans. Okay. That was pretty good. All right. That was pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. We have just the first season on DVD here in the mm-hmm. collection, right? Yeah. And yeah, we have Star Trek Discovery, so come check it out. Uh, and Picard. We should talk Picard. Okay. Now, you don't, you don't care about Star Trek, right, Kate? No. Don't care at all. Have you ever seen any Star Trek? No. Can you name a Star Trek character? Picard. Besides Picard? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I see I've failed you in this mm-hmm. library. Can't do it with my left hand. He's trying to make a Spock hand, but Spock. Uh, anyway, yeah, I couldn't come uh, up with anything. So, so I guess I've heard that. So Star Trek Picard picks up, you know, Don't you decades. Terry Pratchett. No. no. Are you are you gonna watch this? You're gonna watch Picard? Yeah. You keep going back. And forth. Well, no, we are gonna watch. Kendra has d- just flat out said we're just gonna watch Picard, even though she's never finished the other shows. Wow. Okay. Um, but we just haven't had time. Okay. To just sit down and watch Picard. So Picard, as we were talking a little bit about last week, is a CBS All Access show that picks up with Picard, you know, decades after the the series. Um, it's a, it's a really good start. It sets Wolverine up, has retired. Yeah, pretty much. It sets up a really intriguing mystery. Um, he's still got it, you know. In case you were wondering if Patrick Stewart is still good, he is. 
Um, so a lot, a lot of nice little like winks to the old show. It sets up a really good story. So I'm excited to see it. it they're releasing it, you know, one a week, yeah. old school. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm excited to watch that as it comes. Um, the only the only like criticism that I could even come up with is that it feels very far removed from Star Trek. Like I, it didn't feel very Star Trekky to me, which is probably good, you know, for the for the new era, trying to set a new tone and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a big jump. It's a Does big discovery. Jump. Feels Star Trekky. It eventually does. Mm. Season two, I think, feels well, Star Trek. will get there. Maybe it will. But it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. if you're going in expecting like a new season of the next generation, mm-hmm. it's a well. If their plan very, is to release different. like four different Star Trek shows, it would probably help to have them actually be different. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy to think at a time there were like three Star Trek shows on at the same time. That is crazy. Voyager was on the same time as Next Gen, or right after. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Voyager was no Voyager in Next Gen. I don't think overlapped. So it was just Gen and uh, Discovery. Uh, not Deep Space. Deep Space Nine. And I think Deep Space Nine and Voyager overlapped some. Wow. But then there was a gap until Enterprise. We don't have to talk about this. Uh, let's look at some book news. Uh-huh. We're going to save the Youth Media Awards for the spotlight. Okay. But um, let's take a look at the New York Times bestseller list. But before we do that, what? What a perfect what a perfect time to use the awards theme. Let's talk about the Grammys. Well, aren't I using the awards theme later as well? Yeah, let's use it the whole time. Mm. No, up to you. Your call. Nick and Kate, do you care about the Grammys? No. Okay. We don't we don't either, so <laughs> okay, that's uh, I mean I spoke for you. Do you care about the Grammys? No, I don't care about the okay. Grammys. I'm just gonna tell you some of the top winners then. <sighs> Album of the Year went to When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Record of the Year, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Song of the Year, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Wow. Best New Artist. Billie Eilish? Yes, you're correct, Kate. <laughs> you are correct. Hey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm too old. I'm not the audience. I agree. There it is. I'm I 33. I don't really care for Billie Eilish. Yeah. I've heard her songs. The uh, the See Me in a Crown one, mm-hmm. I like because I feel like I could put it on my Halloween playlist. Yeah. Uh, sounds spooky. Sounds like a vampire singing it. All the other stuff, it's like, cool. Hap- I'm happy for whoever's listening to this music. She but... also won be- Best Pop Vocal Album. Yeah. I, it, they I guess play... I need to listen to more of her. I guess. They, bad guy. they I guess. play it all the time on... Um, on the alternative radio here in uh, on Buffalo Alternative 107.7 mm-hmm. I get tired of it so mm. but also they don't play enough they they have they, they pick like 10 songs that they're going to play for the month and then that month lasts for a year mm. and it's just kind of like well, play some if you're playing alternative songs play from the 90s as well 80s 90s there's there's one that I know speaking of alternative oh, okay. best alternative music album was uh, Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend and I actually really uh, do like that album and Vampire Weekend in general. Well, so. they're the alternative band for the dad in your family. Uh, I guess I'm maybe more hip than you. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> the delivery of that, uh, what I just said, reminded me that I'm all caught up on Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. Because <laughs> that right. was your. Uh, that was a little Larry David. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty. But anyway, yeah. um, let's move on to the New York Times best. Oh, that was list. it. <laughs> Do you want more? You I made mean, me play the awards theme for I that. Gave you the big ones. Okay. All right. For you. Yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. You got it. You want me to tell you best audio book? Hold on. Best spoken word album was Becoming by Michelle Obama. Okay. There you go. Who won, uh, don't, don't movies win Grammys? Like soundtrack or yeah. score? Best, uh, compilation soundtrack for visual media was A Star is Born. You happy with that? No. I mean, fine. I think you but... would be. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? The more you read, the less excited I am. I know. That's why so, I was trying to stop. Yeah, let's just move on. Okay. Uh, what is... What is up? Here we got the young adult hardcover fiction for the New York Times bestsellers list because there are s- some new books on this list. Coolio. We got to take the new books that we can get. Uh, number 10, 15 weeks on the list, The Fountains of Silence by Ruta Sapitas. Mm. I read her uh, Salt to the Sea. Oh, okay. Was it good? Salt to the Sea? Yeah. Yeah. It was, okay. Didn't I mention it on the... When we did our Books of the Decade? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Uh, during the fascist rule of Spain, Anna and Daniel's romance blooms amid the turmoil. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything? going to read this one? No. All right. Nine. The Night Country by Melissa Albert. After escaping the hinterland to New York City, Alice must now find out who is behind a string of X-story murderers. Mm. X-story? Murderers? The Night Country? I don't know. Alice? Is this a, uh, like, through the looking glass Yeah, I don't thing? know. Is this a fairy tale thing? I don't know. Okay. That's not one I've heard. Okay. Is this adult? Is this adult fiction? No, these are young adult. Young adult. Young okay. adult. Sorry. Okay, that makes more sense. For yeah. adults, but younger. Yeah, I understand. Emerging adults. Got it. Actually, no. Emerging adults is a separate category. Is it? Yeah. Emerging adults, young adult is 12 to 18. Okay. Emerging adults are, like, 18 to whenever they graduate. All right. College, 24, maybe. I don't know. Cool. Honestly, emerging adults is, I think, anybody who doesn't have a kid and is coming into the library, like, on their own. Oh. So once you're, like, in your 30s, you're an adult. It's the 20s that people are about emerging adults. Did you use libraries a lot in your 20s? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. College? What about you, Kate? Were you a big library user? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I worked in libraries starting when I was 19, The so biggest yeah. I spent all my 20s. I, I was kicking myself in the pants. At, in uh, the pants? Yeah, at, like, okay. 20 or 21. It must have been 21. Uh, I would go to Blockbuster and mm-hmm. rent season, season one of Rome and then go home and watch them. But you could only, you know, it was just the one disc. Yeah. So that was like two epi- two or three yeah. episodes. And I'm like, I just didn't have the money to be doing that, but Rome was so good. And then Blockbuster didn't have season two. So I went to my library to see if they had it. They did, as well as season one. And of course, I was like, oh, right, and the library is free. How much money did I get Blockbuster for five or six discs of Rome? Jeez. Yeah. Probably like 15 bucks. A lot. Wow. So anyway, smart enough, go to your library. It's free. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number eight, totally Love agree. Boat Ta... Oh boy, somebody pronounces this. Uh, Taipei? Taipei. Taipei. Love Boat Taipei by Abigail Hing Wen. When a strict parents send their daughter away to Taipei to study abroad, Ever Wong has the time of her life. Okay. Number seven, Five Feet Apart by Rachel Lippincourt with Mickey Dowtry and Tobias Iconis. How many people does it take to yeah. write this book? Book Stella writing by and, committee, I guess. Stella and Will are in love, but they can't get within five feet of each other. Do you think the three of us should write a book together? Mm. Are you still translating that thing? Remember that, <laughs> you're that thing? You're working on a translation? Yeah. Like early on in this podcast, I right. was trying to translate something right. from... It was a non-English-speaking Dutch yeah. writer. yeah. Writing in English yes. to be then translated into Dutch, into Dutch, but then we also had to translate it so we could get it into English right. over here. Yeah. Uh, but he major, had some ghostwriters. It's a major well. undertaking. Yeah, a major undertaking. it was a weird kind of like fantasy coming of age story yeah. about a boy and his farm. Yeah, uh, James there Pattinson. wasn't really James Pattinson. James Pattinson. There yeah. wasn't any actual magic or yeah. fantasy yeah. there, but we were. But you're supposed no to know that there is magic but happening at the farm. Okay. Uh, eventually, he goes to France. Yes. Um, and this was all something that you were trying to. I was. You were the I was like translating slash ghost writing. But you don't speak Dutch. I don't speak Dutch. <laughs> okay. No, I have a translator helping me. Okay. 
uh, translate it's James Pattinson's writer. Pattinson. It's Pattinson. Con- it's convoluted. Yeah. It's convoluted. All right. What's yeah. up, what else is on the list? It's when it gets time travel. That's the hardest part. Yeah. When he because it goes into the future, but in future it's feudal Japan. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I don't know. He okay. has to stop Dracula. He goes to the future. But it's Dracula is actually a Tyrannosaurus Rex. This is awful. So. You know, Kate, the, the early years of this podcast were very bit heavy. Don't you think? <laughs> they were very bit heavy. Yeah. And I kind of miss it. I can't imagine. I kind of miss you it. Know? If I'm being James honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Infinity <laughs> Sun by Adam Silvera. Uh, this is a child born of Thanos. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. The Thanos. Yeah. Uh, twin brothers are caught up in a war between the magical spellwalkers and bloodcasters. Oh. <laughs> Kate, what, how's this for you? I might pick it you're, up. You're going to? Do you recognize the name Adam Silvera? I feel like no. I do. I don't think but so. I can't tell you how. All right. Uh, I have a feeling this book was called something else until about 2019. Mm. <laughs> uh, number five, Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adahami. Uh, Zeli fights to restore magic in the land of Orisha. Oh. That's book one of that series. That's been here 98 weeks. 98 One of Us is Lying from uh, Karen M. McManus. Isn't this the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, five, for five students, a detour into detention ends in murder. So this is if the breakfast club was good. <laughs> Number Do you want detention? No. Do you want more? You know what? You got it. Oh. It's a breakfast is that club a breakfast club, club bit? It's a breakfast club bit. Yeah. Uh, we did see, we met one of them. We met Emilio Estevez. Well, we didn't meet him. We saw him. No, okay. All right. We, we I mean, we him. never like, hi, I'm Eric Mickles. It's nice yeah. to meet you, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. I loved Mighty Ducks too. First one, not so much. Second you one? like the first Mighty Ducks? No, it's fun. The kids are too young and obnoxious. I weirdly, when they get a little older in the second one, they're less annoying. I weirdly love um, another stakeout. Don't ask me why. Emilio Estevez, Richard Dreyfuss, it's a great movie. Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible, the first scene or so. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good run for Emilio Estevez. Any Emilio Estevez preferred film? Just Mighty Ducks. Okay. Is that the only one you saw? I love them. You, you love all three Mighty Ducks? Not the third one. Not the third one. And he's only in there for like ten he minutes. He shows up. He shows up. All right. I haven't watched those in a long time. I don't I like hockey and I hate kids. They're on Disney+. Remember Plus. That? Remember that? Are they on Disney+. Plus? Yeah. yeah. So is that why you haven't watched them? Because you don't I, like hockey and you hate kids? I know. I, I played hockey as a kid. Did you? I have a street hockey? <laughs> no, just floor hockey. And did you ever play hockey with like street sharks? No. Okay. Sorry. What about the Mighty Ducks, the cartoon? Yeah. The actual space I ducks. Did, yeah, what a space stupid duck. cartoon. Yeah, it was a stupid yeah, cartoon. A good idea. Number three, Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tommy Hadam. Uh, I just pronounced it. Yeah. Tommy Adahami. Uh, this is book two. Zeli must stop the threat of civil war in Orisha. Number two, The Hate You Give, 151 weeks on the wow. list. Who's read this? Have you, have you read it? Read and you read it too, right? Yeah. Okay. I got. I got to get on board. I got to read it. Angie yeah. Thomas, 16 year old girl, sees a police officer kill her friend. Jeez. And then number one, One of Us is next. The sequel to One of Us is Lying. Wow. A deadly game of truth or dare via text now plagues the students in Bayview High. Man, it's nice work if you can get it with uh, being popular YA authors, right? right? You're just there, just there forever. Just, yeah. Just live there. Great. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. 104 weeks. Two full years. 151 weeks, run. yeah. That is a long run. I mean, Hate You gives three. 150, yeah. I was going to say 150. That's yeah. your, You're pushing that up on three. three yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I think right? authors need to up their game a little bit then. I think <laughs> Somebody so. Somebody can hang out on the top three I for think so. three years. All right. Shall we get into this?
yeah. Do you think I wanted to like fight you? No. You think I was like no. coming at you? Yeah, uh, I think Eric was. Wow. Like, you didn't want to talk about him. Ready. Do you want to arm wrestle? No. no. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's not that I didn't want to talk about him. I just some years. I have like attachments to them. They're like books that I've read and books that I like, and there's not a lot in here that I just naturally like bumped into. So well, I don't have a lot like of like with the Goodreads awards. Yeah, we got to see all the nominees and who's going to win, and you yeah. can decide if you're going to read them or not. Yeah. Can you find like there's no nominees like list, right? There's a lot of like prediction blogs and yeah. things, but there's really but not. You can't just find like these five books are up for them and then read them. Yeah, which is kind of that's annoying. true. That is true. It takes it's away. Really cool if they put something yeah. out early. Because then when they release them, you just have to be like, ah, darn it. Yeah, didn't even read it. I didn't even know about this book. Yeah, that's what I mean. One librarian screaming her head off. They announced them, and I like sat down and started placing holds right yeah. away. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. So that is true. There's no, there's no real. Well, uh, just a heads up before we get into all these awards. Kate yes. and I pretty much killed it this year. I know with, with having these books in our collection. I know. I was very impressed. Yeah. You guys usually, I mean, usually we at least will have the winners, mm-hmm. but this year it was like. You guys, you were on it. You were on it. Top notch. I'm normally not good at anything, but I am good at this. (laughs) Buying books. You're good at (gasps) self-deprecation. Thank you! (laughs) It's just nice to hear that. All right. I'm looking at a list from schoollibraryjournal.com, so we'll put this on the Twitter so you can... And Kate will be working off of a list she created herself with highlights and tabs. Show that to the people. uh, It's got different colored highlights. I appreciate it. I love yellow. I love it. Do you know... Do you want to know the system behind the orange yellow? I do, yeah. Orange we own, yellow we do not. Oh. oh. Don't show, notes. don't talk about both yellows. <laughs> yeah, there are also notes like... in there, uh, the books that mm-hmm. none of the libraries have. I love it. Yeah. I, I know they're actually. I, I know there they were, were several. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kate. Uh, this just in nerd alert. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we do have a nerd alert. That's true. <laughs> it's fine by me. I totally think we knew that when when Kate read the novelization of Wonder Woman instead of seeing the movie because it was simpler. <laughs> but she read the novelization because yeah. it has the guy from Harry Potter in the movie. Right. Well, that was why I watched yeah. the movie. I just yeah. picked the book up. Okay. Hey, you know what? Actually, this is the first time Wonder we've had. Kate. I am happy. We've we had. All, we Kate all have our quirks. Podcast yeah. since I saw the movie, I watched the movie Dragonheart from the '90s with Dennis Quaid, but also the guy that you like yeah. from Wonder Woman slash Harry uh, Potter, and he played the most sniveling villain with the worst oh, hair. Oh, yeah, what is his name? Like, like Lupin, right? We're talking yeah. about. Okay, yeah. I don't know his real name. David Thruellis. Okay, I can't say it. Yeah, I can't. How was Dragonheart? I like Dragonheart. The movie was like good. Dragonheart? I think I loved Dragonheart when I was younger. It makes sense. I have to revisit it. It makes total sense. I tell you, make sure with Sean Connery is the dragon. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was on all, yeah. Oh, wow. All right, well. And I love Sean Connery. Did you remember that it was him? The, <laughs> as the villain? No, no, I wouldn't have yeah. put that together. Uh, apparently the book, the novelization, is even better because it was by the guy who wrote the script, so he included the stuff that got oh. cut out. I've always wanted to read the novelization of um, Willow for that same reason. Mm-hmm. Ron yeah. Howard, George Lucas. Yeah. It was just, I looked up Dragonheart, and people were like, this book is so much better than the movie. I'm like, well, I kind of like the movie, so let's do this. Oh, cool. Let's read Dragonheart. I love a good novelization. All right. All right, Kate, do you want to take us through this since you've got the list? Let's sure. Let's save Newberry and Caldecott. Let's okay. let's have those be the end. So you pick one to go in, and we'll... Should yeah. we start with Sorry, Chris other Scott awards. King? Yeah, let's look at Curtis Scott King. Um, let's see. The... Wait, were you not ready? I'm ready. No, was she not ready? I'm always She's ready. She's good. Ready go. All right. Well, let's do it. Do we want to start with honor books or just go? Right yeah, let's take that? a look at the honor yeah. books. Uh, there were silver goes too. Wow. Sorry. Rude. Um, <laughs> the first is for the author, and it, there were three King Author honor books. Okay. The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by Junada. 
There was also Tristan Strong, Punches a Hole in the Sky, which we own. Written by Kwame Nabalia. Um, and Look Both Ways, A Tale Told in Ten Blocks by Jason Reynolds. So oh, yeah. those were the those were the honor books for mm-hmm. the author award. And the winner was New Kid by Jerry Craft. Yes. It was the King Author Book Award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is graphic novel. Read yet. It's a graphic novel, right? Novel. Which, which we yeah. do have. Yeah. We do. We but, own it, it, yes. but it was checked out. It's which orange. is a good sign. We own it. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. It's orange. <laughs> it's orange on my list. Okay, the Scar- the Credit Scott King Illustrator Book Award. Alright. Um was let's see, the honors were the oh. Bell Rang. <laughs> Illustrated by James E. Ransom, written and illustrate, written by the illustrator. Excuse me, uh, we own that one. <laughs> Infinite Hope: A Black Artist's Journey from World War II to Peace, illustrated by Ashley, Ashley Bryan. We do not own that one. Don't and say Soul that part. Week, Well, I'm not saying that we won't. We'll get, get it. it. But just <laughs> <laughs> and Soul We, illustrated by Vashti Harrison, written by Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, I did read that one. Yes, I that's did read this that one. one. Yeah, that one we've got there. Which the, the it book is looks beautiful. great. It really is. It's, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Filled, top to bottom, beautiful yeah. colors. Yeah, good use of illustrations. And the winner of the Coretta Scott King Illustrator Book Award is *The Undefeated* by Kwame, or yeah, by written by Kwame Alexander, yes. illustrated by Kadir Nelson. Yeah. Which we also have on yep. display on there, on the front there. All right. So those are the credit Scott, or yeah, all the credit Scott King. So books. the Alex Awards are adult books, are considered adult books that young adult readers would uh, find interesting. I guess so. Yeah. Ooh, that's the idea. Um, I think Red, White, and Royal Blue. I got that for the YA, so I didn't. I didn't know. But oh. I was going through that. I think last year I kind of got confused when they were announcing the winners, and I bought some of the books, mm-hmm. and I got them like these are adult books, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we had had mm-hmm. them already. Uh, I thought when I read that award, I'm like, oh no, I've done so bad. And then I found out. Like, adult books. Yeah. So it's me. I'm the one who did yeah. bad. Because <laughs> when I saw the Nickel Boys, I'm like, but that's an adult yeah. book. And then, then it all started to come it together. All clicked into place. Yeah. So Alice Award. There you go. All right. Did we did we say the Coretta Scott King? Was was New Kid the actual, the winner for just the for general? author, author okay. and illustrator? Okay, yeah. so author was New Kid, illustrator was the undefeated. Okay, yep. yes. All right, which might be a certain apropos title. Mm. No spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. All right. What's next? Uh, which one would you like to look at now? You want to look at the? Let's look at the Prince Award. You got that yeah. one on there. Don't have to be a book to take my prize. I just don't think I'll ever Different. be Michael L. Prince. That. Michael L. Prince Award. Yeah. Okay, right. so there were four Prince Honor books. Let's hear it. Um, the Beast Player, written by Nahoko Yuhashi. Okay. Translated by Kathy. Kathy, I can't talk. This That's is not right. a good day for me to That's talk, okay. I guess. The mistake was reading the honors. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Next honor book was Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. I love that title. Uh-huh. Written by Mariko Tamaki. Oh, it just seems I, sad. I like her. Um, she wrote a Supergirl called Being Super, and I loved it. It was so good. Hmm. I haven't read this one, but. Okay. Ordinary Hazards, a memoir written by Nikki Grimes. Has she written something else recently? That name sounds familiar. Mm, Maybe. No, it's not familiar to me. Okay. I'm I need crazy. to be no. I need to be notified beforehand if you're going to ask me these types of questions. Okay. So you want me to just like announce, hey, Eric, I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you a question. Yes. I'll do my best. Okay. Um, the last honor book is Where the World Ends, written by Geraldine McCoffrey. Mm. You know what? She wrote, she was, uh, she wrote the first, like, official sequel to Peter Pan, that the, like, the J.M. and Barry estate, uh, yeah. you know, mm. called Peter Pan and Scarlet. I hated it. Really? Have you read this book? You it's Scarlet from Gone with the Wind. Came out a long time Teamed ago. Up with Peter Pan? No. But I just, 
I, it's terrible. I don't mm. understand why they would. That's okay. Sad. Peter and the Star Catchers, though. Ridley Pearson and uh, Dave Barry. That's a good one. Have you guys have you read that one? No. no. All right. Head I shank. guess we're just not as big on the. Guess not. Yeah, you're not, you're not down yeah. with the Peter Pan. Yeah. All right. So who's our winner for the Prince the Award? The winner for the Prince Award is Dig, written by A. S. King. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have that one. Yeah. Have you have you read it? What's your yeah? You fan of this Dig? Yes. I didn't. I didn't recognize this one at all. I mean, I know that we have it, but yeah. I, I didn't recognize this one yeah, at all. Yeah, it was one I saw on the so. shelf, but I've never. Okay. Never knew anything. About Stop it. judging me, then. Let no. no I'm reading. No I'm still alive right now. Okay. That's fine. An ex-com. So I'm sorry that you felt judged. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do we want to take a look at next? Uh, do we want to look at the guys' awards? Yes. Let's do it. Because those are always a big flop for yeah. me, which I hate. But yeah. How do I know what's going to be the best? Easy reader, yeah. Book, yeah. I had none of them. Oh, okay. Which I hate. I yeah. hate to admit. I don't, but you know, but you're not, you're not alone because I don't think many in the there system. There were, there were two. Yeah. Of there were three honor books and the winner. Yeah. Two of the honor books, nobody in our system had. Mm-hmm. So they've been ordered. What are they? Um, Chick and Brain smell my foot. Yeah, written and illustrated by C.C. Bell. Mm-hmm. No clue. Yeah. Flubby is not a good pet. <laughs> written and illustrated by J.E. Mm. Moore, or Morris, excuse me. Nobody, no library had either of those in our system. Oh. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's stop. A, I'm it's, just it's relevant. That it it's is, good to it's know. relevant because that means I have no idea where they pulled these books out yeah. to give them the awards. It's, it's true. true. If they just list no a list, if they just put out a list of like these five books have been nominated, yeah. then we'd get them before the awards are out. Yeah, I know. But I you know what? Suggestion. Yeah, library uh, organizations finger pulse not connected. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what finger you were talking about. Me neither. I'm also giving them the finger. Yeah. Um, the other honor book was the book hog, written and illustrated by. Kind of the bad boy of libraries. Now that I really get down to I it. Guess so. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Can I talk to your book? Yeah. Go ahead. The book hog, written and illustrated by Greg Pizzoli, which I didn't recognize his name. Ah, whatever. And then That's the winner <laughs> is Stop Bot, written and illustrated by James Yang. Yeah, we're no, not familiar nothing, with that one either. No. It seems like the the Geisel Awards tend to go for like the the Mo Willems type of Ugh. type of yeah. book, which I can't stand. Yeah. Kids so, love I know they them. do. I know my son they loves them, but love I despise them. They're, reading them aloud. Is yeah, like, that's the thing. Ugh. The worst thing in the world. I could get. Yeah. I get why kids like them, but yeah, reading mm-hmm. them out aloud is just torture. Yep. It's like, oh, I guess every word is all caps right now. Yep. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> yeah. All so, right. That was that was a big disappointment for me, but mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. You know what I liked? Um, I think this this maybe won a few things here. Mm-hmm. No, no, okay. The the Robert F. Seibert Medal. Do you know what? The, you know the do you know the history of this award? I wasn't really familiar with the that. Robert F. Seibertine one. No, no. Not that one. <laughs> anyway, Fry Bread, a Native American family story by Kevin right. Noble. Maillard won that one, which mm-hmm. is orange. And I actually really liked that book, though. Yeah. Have, have you read that one? Yep. Yeah. It is. Really I thought that good. was pretty good. It, it sort of tells like. You know, a family story and, and Native American traditions through like the, the making of this bread, which I thought was a really good. Uh, it was a really good mode to tell the story, which is yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, I agree. Let's do the William C. Morris Award. Okay, go okay. ahead. Take yeah, it away. I, I, I don't have the honor, so I'll just tell you the winner. Okay, okay so the William oh. C. Morris Award is for the debut book mm-hmm. published by a first-time author writing for teens. Yeah. Um, do you want the honors then? Did we decide or do we just want to go right? Let's go winner. Let's go winner. Let's do the winner. You want to do it? The Field Guide to the North American Teenager by Ben Phillip. You were so excited about this one. Was there a reason? Yeah, I bought it. 
Oh, okay, we have it. We already <laughs> had it. There's another book that you was in the collection before this thing was, was out. You just want to brag. Okay. Yeah. It was a winner. Uh, no, I haven't read it. It looks good. I think it actually has checked out once or twice. Nice. Um, so that's already doing uh, two times better than anything. Oh, 200% better Here than most books here in the library. Here hey, whatever! <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. Wow. Are you Carter? Carter? Carter. You do it like Welcome Back, Carter? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, sure. Am I, what's his name? Was he in that show? Travolta? Yeah, you want to be like Vinny Barbarino? Show? Yeah. Yeah, you could be Vinny Barbarino. Why wouldn't sure. I want to be that character I don't from know. that show? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Very I'm going to be in uh, Grease and Saturday Night Fever soon. Yeah, so and, the, and the sequel to Saturday Night Fever called Staying Alive. Yeah. You're going to be in that as well. Great. All right. Um, Here, you know what? I'll humanize myself. Yeah. I've been, I'm on a pedestal too high right now. Let me, let me come back down to earth. Uh, the... Yelsa Award for Excellence in Nonfiction for Young Adults. Mm -hmm. Free Lunch by Rex Ogle. I didn't. I didn't get have it. So that yeah. would be yellow on Kate's it grid. Is yellow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm. I am. It is harder to get uh, nonfiction books here, because uh, unless you're just picking every book that Kirkus says, yeah. it's just like, how do you pick mm -hmm. like nonfiction? For me, I tend to just like look at our collection and say like, what do we not have a lot of on like what topic. Yeah. And then I get that. And so, like, I kind of get them in waves. So getting, like, new nonfiction, it's harder. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice if these, uh, like I said, if there had been five things out and I could have known which yeah. nonfiction books to get out ahead of time. I agree. But I think it's best that I get them uh, a couple of months after they've been out, maybe a year after, and then they're not relevant anymore. All right. So that's helpful. Yeah. Yalsa. <laughs> Bad boy alive. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Boop, boop, boop. Right here. Regular, regular Vinnie Barber. You've been doing a lot of that lately. I can't help it. I don't have an air horn finger gun. Oh, no. You shouldn't have either. All right. Uh, I mean, should we, get, should we get to the big ones, or are there other awards that we want to talk about before we get to uh, um, the uh, Caldecott Newberry? Any other ones you want to mention? Let's do the Caldecott. I'm just going to mention the Excellence in Early Learning Digital Media uh, Award, which, which came out, and it, that's for Molly and Denali, which is, which is kind of a fun... Um, are you guys familiar with this? No. It's. I mean, it's also a PBS show, but it's. I knew it mostly for as like a kids podcast, which my son uh, really enjoyed. So a kids podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's like a. It's basically just like a story, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it just goes through. It's like a. It's like a narrative podcast, and my my son really enjoyed that. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, let's look at the Caldecott. Alrighty. All right, Kate. Who are our honors this year? Our honors are Bear Came Along, illustrated by. Why do they have the hardest names in the world to I'm sorry. Win <laughs> Fam. Okay. Written by Richard T. Morris. Um, Double Bass Blues, illustrated by Rudy Gutierrez. Written by Andrea J. Loney. And Going Down Home with Daddy, illustrated by Daniel Minter. Written by Kelly Starling Lyons. Oh, I read that one. Did you yeah. read that one? That I like that. Good. that yeah. That's, that Mary came good. along was cute, too. I don't think I read that one. I honestly don't think it was anything... Hey spectacular mm. for illustration so mm -hmm. I was a little surprised it was on there but it was cute yeah um, and the winner for the most distinguished American picture book for children is The Undefeated illustrated by Kadir Nelson and written by Kwame Alexander yes Which... can we help you? <laughs> no I'm sorry I'm just, I'm just looking at the book here I did read this one to my son um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's primarily like portraits of historical figures yes. as, as it goes through um, it is I, I was surprised that it won for illustrations. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed the book. My son liked it as well. Uh, I was a little surprised that it won for illustrations, though. It is striking. It 
has it's very realistic. Mm-hmm. It could almost pass as photographs yeah. in some ways. So the art is phenomenal. Yeah. But it's I liked the uh, I like the collage. I like the collage pages mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I, I yeah. preferred those. Kwame Alexander had another picture book that came out this year and I loved the illustrations of that one. Was Do you that remember what that was? How called? to read a book? Yes. Yeah, how that to read one a book. was so much more creative. See, yeah, that like this is great. It's yeah. Per, it's fine art, you mm-hmm. can hang it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't I don't feel like it makes the story any better I agree. through the art. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, the how to how to read a book by Kwame Alexander was honestly. Was I think fun I, I think creative. that probably would have been my pick. Yeah, I really for for the Caldecott. Yeah, hmm. because I thought that like it that one really it really serves it really serves the book and the story and, and makes it so visually like appealing and interesting. That, right, and I think that's also one that like if if you know you're if the kid is not sitting down and reading the book those illustrations still kind of like get you through and it's very engaging so i think it's just a different um i guess just a different approach with what you're looking for because i mean you can't deny with undefeated that that the illustrations are amazing i mean they're they're, like you said they're they're almost photorealistic and the way that it it takes some things like um there's the there's the pages where um the, the illustrations are 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 pictures of historical figures in like broken frames mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It's just really evocative of just, you know, the, the emotion that goes with that. So um, I, I, I think it's excellent. I, yes. I, um, I, I think it just, I, it feels like it, it alternates year year to year. You know, it's different things like, um, did, did the Lighthouse one win? Is that, mm-hmm. is that the one that won? Hello Lighthouse. Yeah, Hello Lighthouse yeah. um, is such a, the, like no, I feel like there's not two books that could be more different. So right. It's kind of from last year to this. Yeah, you see, because different. that one, Hello Lighthouse, was um, a very specific style. Definitely not a realism style. No. no. And it's one of the ones where you're turning the books and, About, and different. It goes different directions. Different things and, are happening. And it was so. the format was different too because it was thinner and tall, yeah. almost you know the same as a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was interesting and yeah. and it helped pull the whole story together. Whereas mm-hmm. this. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. Much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I think it just depends on the the criteria that that uh, you're going for, and it is interesting to note how it changes from year to year. Like yes. like what what elements we're sort of pulling out, um, and I think I think actually it has. I'm thinking back of like past winners. I think it's been a while since we've had one of these that is really the focus is on that like art like the the photorealistic kind of art i think it's been a while since we've had one here so it makes sense to kind of circle back around to that so and i really enjoyed the book yeah it was a good book and it opened up a lot of conversations exactly it had had a lot to offer yeah so i think it's certainly deserving of the award but i was surprised that that was the one that uh, yeah that that it was settled on yeah always interesting let's take a look at the newberry do you want me to read it yeah i do want to hear the honors yeah let's hear some uh for newberry Honor books were named The Undefeated, written by Kwame Alexander. There you go. Yep. He, he took home a few of this time. Yes, he did. Scary Stories for Young Foxes, written by Christian McKay Heidegger. Um, Other Words for Home, written by Jasmine Warga. And Genesis Begins Again, written by Alicia D. Williams. Other than The Undefeated, I haven't read any of those. Okay. Have you, Eric? Sorry, Eric, I'm going to ask you a question. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> but no. you, you read The Undefeated as well. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's our winner this year? The winner is New Kid, written by Jerry Craft. And this is, uh, so I haven't read this. Like I, like I said, our copy is checked out, yep. so I do plan on reading it. I have a hold on it, see where I fall in the hold queue. <laughs> but I thought that 
I thought that a graphic novel had won this award before. But looking at it, it they hasn't. said that there has never been a Newbery graphic winner. So that's, um, I think that's actually a very big deal. I do too. For, for the Newbery to, mm-hmm. to do that because um, a picture book won a few years back mm-hmm. with Last Stop on Market Street, which I thought yes. was a great book. I loved Good that. Book I know yep. that had its detractors, like how you can't give it to a picture book, but I actually thought that book was very deserving. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see this. I mean, I think more and more graphic novels... Uh, yeah, I feel like we say this every year, but our I think there's been a little bit of a stigma, and I know you've heard parents complaining about, mm-hmm. you know, checking out graphic novels over, like, quote, real books. You know what you're thinking of? What? 2016, Roller Girl was nominated. That is what I was thinking. That is what I was but thinking. But it didn't yeah. win. And people were upset that it was even nominated because yeah. it was a graphic. It did. Roller Girl won something, though, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yes. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. It did um, win a different one. I mean, what do you think about a, a graphic novel actually, like, winning the Newberry? Good, fine. I, I don't have any, there's no part of me is like a graphic novel. No, I know, I but know. It's but it's pictures I mean, and words. What do you think that says about like the way the landscape's changing and like the, I mean, it makes sense. the legitimizing we, of graphic novels and that sort of thing? I mean, uh, a lot of the kids who come in and don't want to uh, read books don't make the same complaints about the uh, yeah. graphic novels. I, I Very rarely do I hear a parent being like, no, get a graphic novel before we leave. Right. right. It, it, a lot of them just, like, go there first. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to be like, okay, but get a book as well. So, you know, if it uh, opens up the doors and they like what they see and then, like, pick up an, another book or yeah. another graphic novel, I'm all for it. I just think it's such a... I just think it's such an important step because it really... I mean, we, we can all promote graphic novels and we can say, that, you know, that we think that they're literature and that they're important. I didn't have any as a kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had some. Like, Bone was out when I was younger and everything, but, like, I don't remember there being a ton of options, like, as a kid to get into, like, age-appropriate graphic novels, other than what I was reading in, like, Disney Adventures. Yeah. So... Same for me. I mean, it was, was like, comic books out of the quarter bin, but not, like, graphic novels that were telling, like, real serious stories. So, I think that it it is, I think it's an important step, you know. I think it legitimizes graphic novels. So, parents can be like, oh, I want an award? Well, well, but think about the parents that come in and say, no, you can't have a graphic novel. You yeah. have to have a real book. Yeah. Well, now they can say, but look yeah. at these award winners, mm-hmm. that some of the highest awards yeah. for yeah. kids' books. And now like, it, it's easier for us to fight that and say, oh, no, that's actually... Mm-hmm. A very important vessel for relaying these. I just, these I guess, stories. I just don't like the term legitimize. I know. I was just going to bring that it. up. I mean, you bristled at that. I did. I, I think to be more specific, it it, it, it now gives us more ammo in the cannon. Right. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the point you were trying to make. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I will. I think that. I think that what it's doing really is is legitimizing it for a certain crowd of people. Yes. Who, for those people who wouldn't who give it the time of day. Yeah. Yes. And now that it has a, a Newberry Award, it has. Has legitimized at least that one yes. and has maybe opened it the door. It will open and, that you know. gate, yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an important step and I look forward to it. And unlike... Uh, Is this going to be a snarky thing or a, a it's, it's half and half. Okay. Unlike, I'll take it. I'll uh, take it. It's Eric. Yeah. <laughs> snarky or something. How, like, how I kind of feel about some of the awards is like, well, nobody's read this. Mm-hmm. Like five people in the libraries have yeah. read this and it's a library book for librarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Kid has checked out yeah. quite a bit uh, and been very popular despite uh, with prior to this award, mm-hmm. so uh, you know it's uh, finger on the pulse. Yeah, how about there that? Now they got it. Yeah, they're there. All right. So um, well, after I they think... were like, "Is this the pulse?" No, yeah. that's your head. 
you can find the full list at ALA.org, uh, and we'll post that again. We'll post it on Twitter so you can see that as well, because there are many other awards that we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, but oh. As, we, as we mentioned at the top of this list, Kate and Eric have done a great job of making sure that this library has the majority of these, and I'm sure the few that we're missing are already on your list to find. I mean, Kate's got them yeah. highlighted. She's got them highlighted, yeah. yeah. Uh, so stop yeah. in and check out any of these and more award winners. We'll, if you want it, we'll get it for you. So uh, stop in and find it. It's fun on Twitter lately. We just shared that fun interview with the writer, the author of The Witcher. Yes, that was funny. Did you read that interview? No, I didn't. It I was so funny. It's like, how did you feel when they were turning the or when they decided to reprint? Because apparently, the people who own the publishing rights of The Witcher, yeah didn't realize they should have a lot more copies of mm. the books out for the show. Mm-hmm. So like, we've heard you, we're putting out 500,000 more copies. And the interviewer is like, how'd you feel when they were putting out 500? He's like, what do you expect me to say? That I was, that I was sad? That I, <laughs> that I broke down in tears because I was lamenting? <laughs> no, it's great. And then later it's like, what do you think of the video? He's like, I don't play video games. The guy just was like, it was, there was nothing. He's like, what didn't you like about the show? He's like, I shouldn't complain. My name's on the credits. It's like, what did you like? I shouldn't say. My name's on the credits. It's like, <laughs> The guy interviewed is like, please, anything. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we shared that on Twitter as well. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah, we did our Witcher spotlight a few episodes back, so you go back yeah. and take a look at that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's going to do it as far as the regular uh, show things here. Do we have any uh, library news we want to talk about? You got anything exciting coming up, Kate? Yeah. Um, Simon. <laughs> I don't know. It was, Why sorry. do you laugh every time sorry. I go to speak? I'm not I always I guess funny. I'm mean. You are <laughs> All right, but I do, we are starting sign language classes back mm. up next Tuesday. Um, yeah. That'll be at 6.30 p.m. in the Nancy Howe Auditorium. I've already had people, like, calling the library about, yes. yeah, they're about when, they, yeah, that's, that class is huge. Yeah, I love is. it, I love it. Yep. Um, our normal story times, we do Thursday baby play date at 10.30 in the picture book room. Friday preschool story time, we are doing two sessions now to try and catch the most kids that we mm-hmm. can in it. We were doing 10.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. Um, I think that's it okay. for mm. me for coming up. Mm. You and our Monday nights keep rolling. Yes. You've got some new emerging adult programming coming up. Uh, we started a board game night that uh, at the time of recording is meeting tonight. So it's a monthly thing. So if you don't make it to this one, uh, join us uh, the next one. I think that is February 25th. That's at 6 o'clock. So it's bring your own games or we have some games of our own. Nice. So... Uh, we'll have like a couple of people who know like some of these newer modern games, uh, newfangled games, newfangled games, you might say, games, you might say yeah. on Grandparents' Day, yeah. uh, who might be able to teach them. But uh, if you have your own, you want to play them, uh, that's fine as well. We're doing a new anime night for adults because all my kids graduated; they just graduated. Yeah. Uh, so now, but now we, with that, we get to watch some uh, anime shows that couldn't show before yeah because they were a little bit too intense too racy so we were going through Snow White with the red hair uh-huh. which is kind of a romance anime which also is pretty good and the animation is gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, and then we were watching Psychopaths which is pretty cool and I'm hoping it kind of uh, fills that Trigun Cowboy Bebop hole in my heart that I always get when I'm looking for a new anime mm. um, and then also we have Teen Night every Wednesday and then we're also starting a youth art club wow. so that's going to be February 5th Fourth, nope, fifth, fourth? Fourth. It's February 4th. It's for like the 8 to 14 age range. It's going to be bi weekly. The first one, we've got some like 8 by 10 canvases, and the uh, kids are going to be able to paint on them. I'm trying to decide if I should do a theme or just say, paint what you want. I imagine theme. Mm-hmm. I imagine just saying, paint what you want get, gets just cow stares. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. But can cows stare? That's a good idea. Don't cows have the uh, eyes on the sides of their head, or are they 
You think it binocular. You think it of goldfish. Uh, <laughs> for adult programmings, the the uh, Endless Winter Book Club is just finishing up reading uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Next month, we're going to be reading No One Is Coming oh. to Save Us by Stephanie Powell Watts, which is kind of a modern retelling of uh, The Great Gatsby. So that's sort of what we're doing. We're, we're uh, trading back and forth doing that. Uh, in February, we have some great things in the auditorium, including our pal Peter Mangles and his dad, Bob Mangles, are going to do some magic for us yes. as a, a magic show. Uh, they've done many times here at the library. It's always popular. And we're going to have Dr. Phil Richards from Colgate University coming to talk to us for part of our Revisiting the Foundation Era grant that we have doing some programming here. So those are coming up. Uh, Aha! Oh, yeah. One, I had to look at a picture of a cow because I'm like, where are their oh, eyes on yeah. their head? But they have panoramic vision, okay. which means they can see things in all directions without moving their heads. So it's kind of on the side and kind of in the front. Hmm. So it's not binocular vision. Interesting. Yeah, Predator's got binocular vision. Okay. T-Rex, well, binocular vision. On that note, we'll see you next time. <laughs>